and good morning to Steve Vines. Uh, I like a song that says Still Want You. Good day, comrade. How are you doing? <laughs> well, you know. Right, so ra- round them up and stick them in Shenzhen. Uh, proof needed by the boss of education for kids having too much homework. Look out the window. Uh, the list goes on. Yeah, the list does go on. I mean, I like that thing. Proof needed uh, 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 of children having too much homework. Has he ever see, has he ever stood outside a school gate and seen these, these sort poor of little droogs coming of, out, three foot high little kids, sort of with with these knapsacks full of bags? Presumably, they just carry them around because they like to. Uh, God, no, no, but, but, but when they leave school, they're then off to do quite a lot more. Well, there's just the cramming lessons, and then there's the, the lessons for cramming on how to cram. <laughs> cram, cram again, yeah. and cram them that you've crammed yeah. them. Right. But, but, but there's no problem, apparently. No, Everything's no. good. Everything's cool. But there is apparently a problem with Hong Kong's most famous carpenter's lover. Well, that took us three mid- three <laughs> seconds, didn't it? <laughs> Hong Kong's first, most famous carpenter's lover and occasional visitor to Hong Kong, who's also the chief executive, who employs on public funds, I hasten to add, on public funds, he employs Andrew Fung to be his so-called information coordinator. Yeah. And Andrew Fung this week was complaining and... <laughs> You know, I've been very tearful all week as a result of this. He says, you know, my boss, he's, he's, he's subject to character assassination from the media and whoever This they is, are. in fact, true. That is true, yes. And, and from, from those awful people in LegCo. And I'm thinking, gosh, I wonder where they get that material for the character assassination from. Oh, gosh, I've been puzzling about that. There's no answer, incidentally. It's, it's far too difficult. Jobs to have, eh? A fantastic job. That Andrew Fung, he's, he's an absolute star of, of communications. Uh, you know, the normal thing is when you've got a, 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 president spo- a presidential spokesman, I mean, God, let's not elevate the job, but, you know, in sort of grown-up societies where you've got somebody who does that job and somebody says, for example, oh, you know, that Obama is a raving lunatic and uh, anyway, he's quite smelly. You know, the, the, the spokesman for the White House would say, um, we're, we're not going to comment on that sort of talk. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just... just <laughs> Very funny. Next. Very, yeah. <laughs> yes. Or, um, <laughs> or as Joe Haynes, who was the um, Harold Wilson's um, fixer and, and etc., always used to say, we'll deal with him later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I happen to know that because I was sort of in the you machine. You were one of them. I was in the machine in those days. I don't believe he ever said that in public. Sometimes, you know, um, when people speak a lot, you know, doth protest too much, it's better to say nothing, isn't it? Uh, ain't that a fact? And, you know, if you're holding an office, which is supposed to be a high office, there's such a thing as dignity. I know that anybody watching the American presidential campaign might have not been able to grasp those that particular term. Some of those for, taking part in it. I was even. thinking of those taking part in it. I mean, when you when you when you reduce political debate to the size of uh, the male organ among various candidates, you just God, you wonder, yeah. you do wonder what's going on. But hey, that's Americans, and you know, I have no prejudices. Right. Well, also, a new education centre aims to boost nationalism. Yes, yes, and and it's our old friend again, isn't 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 Comrade Rita involved in that? Um, and Comrade, there's quite a lot of usual suspects involved in that. It's going to be, yes, it's going to be patriotic education. Elsie. Comrade Elsie's in it. Um, 
And the one I was quite surprised to see in it is is the only Dick police commissioner. I was just about to say that was the only he police commissioner line, good who I who I oh, really had a lot of time for. So I don't know what he's doing in that mob because I mean he has not been a, a notable flag waver and brown noser. But I mean this this whole thing is you know if in doubt patriotic education it doesn't make those a lot young of sense. people they're upset not enough patriotic education but mind you this mob what they're going to do is they're going to have a scholarship for the most you know red drenched red drenched students they can find and so it, it will do no harm but it will certainly do no good either it doesn't make a lot of sense well it does make some sense here's here's paragraph one pro badgering political heavyweights rita fan and elsie learner spearheading new efforts to get more people interested in chinese history fair enough and boost the sense of nationalism especially among students paragraph three four says they said there's no political consideration behind the center saying they simply hope it can increase people's sense of nationalism as well as did i say nationalism encourage sorry, sorry when and you interest. said there's no political consideration here, that's my point that pig that's flying around the studio no, um, that, that is, that do is you my... think that's pure coincidence nationalism versus what are we talking the, de- well, the definition when they say patriotism they, when they versus nationalism say, when they say they want to in, uh, they want to encourage students to take a greater interest in chinese history uh, they mean a version they don't actually mean chinese history because one of the problems they have is that particularly the students who were involved in scholarism the students who were involved in the occupy movement they're very very interested in chinese history it's just not in the version that the comrades want them to listen to. It's interesting, this, because it's like, <clears throat> it's here, uh, you don't have to go, but it's here if you want, plus have some cash. And, uh, hey, well, you, you, apparently the, 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 the lollipop for all of this is, is free trips to China. You know, a week in Chongqing, second prize, two weeks in Chongqing. Yeah. But, um, you know, for those who like it, hey, go for it. I'd take their money and run if I was uh, if I was a, a smart young student. There's no danger of that happening. It's to very me, interesting because, in general, uh, it is the very young guys, school school teenagers, who are the ones who are pumping their fists about all this at the moment. It is, and, and, uh, <coughs> as I say, <coughs> excuse me for spluttering, but every time Rita Fan's name's mentioned, it it, it brings it on. I think it's an allergy. Um, but the fact of the matter is that, as I say, there is a very deep interest among Hong Kong students in history. But, but not, not, you know, they just don't follow the party line. I don't know what's wrong with them. I mean, they could read... The, there's probably a book. It's called... It's got a sort of red cover and it's got a picture of Mao Zedong Mind on the cover. <laughs> so this thing, this thing needs about 10, 10 million from. a year to operate. Yeah. Uh, it's, you, it's a bargain. Well, you were saying before that there's all these funds that people aren't dipping into. Yeah. So there is the dough there, the that's dough for sure. The dough is there. It, hey... For that sort of stuff, the dough is there. Mind you, if, on the other hand, and this shows you this kind of, this sort of idiot approach to everything, you know, oh, well, if we can, if we could only inculcate, gosh, that's a very long word, isn't it? Um, More, you know, sense of patriotism into the minds of these willful and, and, and hapless young people, everything would be all right. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you've got this ludicrous row, which I think everybody now knows about, about the got to get it right the leisure and cultural services oh, department what's all that about the, the national word so so the they, N-word. they 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 have um, you know i suppose the word is in cultural services part of their remit they have um, the taipei national university participating in one of their events and and all the weasels there go wait a minute this is national we're not allowed to say that so they just take change the name of the university and i mean 
it's pathetic and it doesn't change civilization as we know it but it's a ghastly ghastly um reflection of how low down the line we're now walking with with you know the minions sort of looking looking into their deepest stacks of paper and going oh god that we might be accused of um, deviating from the line. Tell you what, we'll cross out the real name of the university and make it make into another... Make, make up another name. I mean, it's called the Taipei National University. Huh. There's another one that we've been seeing for years, and it's created a hoo-ha in some areas, which is when certain sports teams from Taiwan go out, they're called Chinese Taipei. Yes. Some, the rugby boys don't seem to mind it, but other, other sports do. Yeah. And, and then, well, yeah... Well, mind you, we've got a chief executive who doesn't even support the Hong Kong team. But so <laughs> let's not go there. It's very sensitive, you know. Maybe he does uh, these but days. It, but, it, I mean, isn't that, you know, this is all more evidence, as if it was needed, of, of the dysfunctionality of a system which is so insecure in the minds of the people who run it that they don't even dare use the proper names of, of organisations in Taipei. I know, it's crazy. The chief executive doesn't dare say he supports the, 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 the team of the SAR, which he's supposed to administer. You know, they're all worried, oh, my God. At the end of the Are day... Are we going to get kicked in the what's-its from, from Beijing if we step out of line? Actually, I think that among many people in Beijing, they're just looking at these people and going, God, me, what a joke. Does it really matter? You know, does it really matter? We're talking details here. I mean, I know it's matters of principle and it's very important for a lot of people. But, you know, OK, they want to play around with the name of a well-known university, whatever. Well, as I say, it doesn't change civilization as we know it. All it does is reflects on the mindset and the immense nervousness of the people within the bureaucracy who just, who just you know, they're afraid of their own shadows. They're, they're now so intent on towing the line, that even when they look ridiculous, and they must know they look ridiculous. I don't believe... I mean, they had, after after this row erupted with the, the L, L, uh, Leisure Cultural Services Department... Or whatever they're called now. Um, the, 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 the chief <laughs> weasel... The chief weasel, um, who I keep remembering, uh, Lao Gonghua, um, um, was, was wheeled out um, to defend it, and he said things like, uh, consultation... Um, um, uh, <laughs> he didn't quite say act now. He did mm. not say act now. I've got to defend him. On Appreciate. That. He said. He said consultation. That's the one. He said, you know, long term view. He said he just didn't address the question. Pragmatism. It, I, he may have. He may have mentioned pragmatism. It was a very. It was a very full and intense statement, lasting oh, I think at least thirty seconds. This was after the chief executive, you know, the one who sometimes comes to Hong Kong. That one said, "Oh, we'll we, we wait for Mister Lau. He's going to fully explain this." Wait and for Uncle Fat. <laughs> almost. <laughs> well, Uncle Fat doesn't seem to be with us a lot now, nowadays. But anyway, so there, there was Lau Kong Wan not not saying anything, and then afterwards, when the when the same chief executive on one of his rare visits to Hong Kong, was said, "Well, you know, what what was that explanation?" He said, "Oh, it's just been given." I just want to ask your opinion on something. Oh. I've just got to find the page in my photo facts right now. Um, so here we go. Seriously, it, I think this could be one of those you-know-what-he-means things. John Jung says he thinks the basic law will be, quote, forever effective, saying people need not worry about this. He was speaking in response to recent concerns of what will happen in 2047. Now, before you jump on this one, do you agree it's you-know-what-he-means, or do you think he's talking rot? I, I don't know what he means, actually. Like the vestiges, well, the, qua because, the qualities. No, I know what he's the... talking about, but, I mean, the basic law... I mean, I'm sorry to be pedantic, but the basic law actually does have a, a, a time expiry 
date stamp on it, which is 2047, which is why there's this discussion. Now, it's also true that Deng Xiaoping, who was really the, the, the motive force behind all of this, said, you know, one country, two systems doesn't just need to last for 50 years. It could go on for longer than that, sort of hinting it could go on in perpetuity. But, I mean, you have to... In my view, when you look at these things, look at the evidence, don't look at the words. So, is one country, two systems being upheld at the moment with the vigour of two systems that people were expected and people hoped would happen? No. Boeing, still in with Steve Vines. A couple more local things to get into. So this thing about a huge, great, big, mountainous tip of dirt up in Tinsoy Wai uh, is very perplexing, this one, because it's massive. It's, it's like, it's like it's son ten, of that ten, horrendous ten, one. Ten metres high. Yeah, it's son of that horrendous one in Shenzhen. I think we should point out that, because, you know, you have to see this in perspective, Tinsoy Wai is mainly occupied by lower-class people, oh, so well, it's not the same sort of problem it would be if it was in a, you know, a sort of decent area with people who matter. So I think that's Imagine one right. of those just turning up outside the Matilda Hospital. Yeah, I'm wondering <laughs> about that. I mean, so here you have... And incidentally, this comes in the weight of that massive and disastrous land, landslip across the border, mm. also caused by illegal dumping of, of, of waste on a site, actually to a higher degree. So people are going, boy, this thing is growing and growing. Why ain't the government doing anything about it? So you have a protest... I think it was last Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. By a handful of people. By a handful of people. (laughs) And what did they get Nick for? I mean, this is stuff you can't make up. This is why, um, as I keep protesting, uh, Hong Kong is such a bad place for satirists because all of the satire is... is, is, There's this government-exclusive monopoly on it. But they actually got nicked for (laughs) stealing from the waste tip. (laughs) Theft. The, the charges, it wasn't, it, was? it wasn't, it, they, were, they were charged with theft. Now, I, I believe that they did, in fact, oh, take some items away. Yeah, dirt. From the, yes, or maybe, you know, a broken sink. And I'm just wondering, when they get to the, the court of Mount Monty Python, which is presumably where this will be tried, you know, Milord, uh, uh, the, the defendant uh, is, is clearly guilty, he's got very mucky hands, and <laughs> these valuable um, pieces of mud which were taken <laughs> away by him uh, and, and rusting car parts are a, a great loss to society and, um, my lord, we must really, you know, we must defend uh, uh, um, the citizenry against this sort of theft. Skullduggery. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just... I mean, how is that going to work out? So what's the latest thing? Shockcrete it or try and make it safe? Well, they're, they're, they are now talking about... I mean, what about... It. What about removing it? What about <laughs> dealing with the people who've been dumping stuff there? What about holding the people responsible who have the land hmm. i mean i'm thinking there's what there's a lot of whatabouts here but no they've got the solution let's let's charge the protesters with theft it's a bit odd isn't it is there something <laughs> we've missed i don't know if, if, if it's been missed i sure as hell have missed it it's very weird very <laughs> very weird indeed and, the, yeah. and the, well i don't know who printed this but i saw some stuff the bloke who did it going come and get me yeah well well they they did actually come and get him um uh uh, I think there was ten arrests. I don't know. There were there, there was a but, handful but, but of arrests. This wasn't just a couple of sand buckets full of stuff. No, it was like a, I mean, some people putting it there and diggers and yes. bulldozers. Can, can, can and... we just ask the question? Is it a good idea to have a ten meter high waste dump? I mean, albeit near 
near you, you know lower class people which i understand doesn't make it a problem but mm. but is that a good idea just asking <laughs> I, I, it's almost as though it's almost as though it just spontaneously appeared yeah well no it apparently they have time. been steadily uh, well no these protests have been going on for a while it's just the protests have escalated somewhat the thing, but though, you know any protests in hong kong is essentially bad because people should really just shut up and get on with it. Well, it does seem that way. Yes. It does seem that way. I mean, the ecologists are going nuts about this one. I just think it's bizarre. I mean, it's, it's, you know, what evidence is there? Well, diggers, basically. Bulldozers. Maybe tractors, the, other, the other evidence is height of the dump. Something 10 like metres. Even I could notice a 10-metre high that's up wall, there, isn't of, it? wall of laps up. Anyway, uh, you know, can, can we just use this as an opportunity to warn listeners? If you're ever thinking of stealing from from a rubbish tip, it's very, very bad. Don't do it. Fair enough, don't do it. Let's don't move on. It. We've got an email here about... We to- have got totally an email, different. yes. We've got an email here from Paul who says... Burma or Myanmar, whatever it's called this week, uh, proposed finance minister is not taking the job as he bought his qualifications. Our friend Dr... Elizabeth Quart also brought her qualifications. What should she do? Her university was a small cottage. I'm not sure he's correct about that. I thought her new university was simply non-existent. I thought it was a shopfront in Manila or something. Oh, was it a shopfront in Manila? Sorry, I'm I'm very rude and and I completely apologise. Well, I think um, Dr Quart has proved her credentials. Thank you. Wherever you're going with this one. Beyond any reasonable doubt, and may I say that as a a loyal supporter of of the government and of the DAB and all its works, incidentally, talking about the DAB and all its works, yet again this week it's cat out of the bag time yeah I've, yeah absolutely did you did you see that that, that um oh god i've just forgotten his it's, name it's exactly what you said last week it's yet again the the the, the person who who replaced starry lee on the executive council who who's member Ip Kwok Him. Ip Kwok Him, <laughs> indeed. There's two Ip brothers, and I always get them confused. I'm like, it's a film, three fingers holding up, it's yes, a movie, thank you. three words. Ip Kwok Him said, oh, Oh, um, now, about the chief executive election, uh, we haven't received any instructions yet as to whether we're going to run a candidate. I'm thinking, oh, dear, comrade, comrade Ip, you're not supposed to tell people that. You're supposed to say you've made your own mind up. But after your but hoo-ha about them. that last week, I looked, I'm like, what, what, did I just hear that? <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough, at yeah, least it does enough. what it says on so, the tin. So there is honesty in politics, and I take it all back, and I... I Thank you, Mr. It, for confirming what we all so, knew. So, good morning to Anna, who says, Morning, lads, what about Starry Lee? What about Starry Lee? What about Starry Lee? What about hey? Starry hey? Lee? Hey? Yeah, well, well, um, talk about... Uh, Is she? Will she? Well, won't she? Da-da-da-da-da. Well, there's, there, you know, there's the old, an empty cab drew up and Starry Lee went out. That's um, mine. You nicked it. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. I, I, I completely apologise But uh, let's, let's be fair. The only reason people are saying this is because, you know, leaving Exco, CY Leung did the same thing because he was planning to... You know, but that was six months before the election. This yeah, is, well, this is This is quite... I, I, you know... This is what I thought last week, and even this week I'm going to be that consistent. I still think this is about, particularly in the case of Starry Lee, distancing the whole DAB um, from CY Learn because they now realise that, you know... Do you think so? I think that they now realise they've got these elections coming up, the LegCo elections coming up at the end of this year. Sorry, next year. And they're, they're seriously worried that, that their close association... Did you, just say that, did you just agree that they're elections? 
Well, the Legco ones are. I mean, that's that's the whole. I mean, you're called you're told, yeah. Well, in 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 the in the consti- in the part of Legco that's actually elected, which well, remember is only half the seat. In a matter of speaking, Prime Minister, <laughs> yes. one could say. No, no. I mean, I'll, I, I'm I'm very firm on this point, and I will not be <laughs> deviated from. No, in in that area where there are actually elections, it is a fact that. Um, being associated with CY Lung is very, very bad news. So I think the DAB is taking a strategic decision. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll put him in Exco because nobody knows who he is, and even if they do, he doesn't really matter, and he's about to retire anyway. Perfect. But, but the leader of the party, it's a very bad idea for her to be seen too often in the company of CY Lung because it will only lose votes. Has it really come to this? I think it has. I think it has. I mean, so it's divisions you, between you, the divisions you, and the well, it's it's the. <coughs> The pro-government camp being very weary about being too close to the government. And they're very right, because it is a liability. But, but I mean, you <laughs> notice, you know, everybody's very busy talking about divisions in the democratic camp. And let me say that there's plenty of talk to talk about on that subject, because there are big divisions in that camp. But on the pro-government side, you've got the Liberal Party, who, who are now, you know, sparing no effort to say, C.Y. Lung must go, he's a complete prat. Maybe not those words. You've got Regina Ripp's party saying, um, uh, I'll tell you what, how about Regina? Or sometimes they have another, you know, turn of phrase like, how about Regina? And none of them are going the extra mile to support CY. And the DAB, who are forever loyalists, going, oh, yes, CY Lung, uh, who is he? No, sorry, we we were in the other room while anything to do with that man was going on. Vines does Hong Kong politics made easy. (laughs) Janet and John, eat your heart out. Eat your heart out. (laughs) And then, then, I mean, it's actually very fascinating because then you've got the Hung Yi Kuk who are going, you know... I think we'll have our own party because we're we're sort of fed up with CY. And if you don't agree, well. we'll send the boys round. We'll send them round <laughs> and we'll build a rubbish dump. Oh, not 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 that the Hungry Cook built it. No, perish the thought. Yeah, they have far more important things to I do. I want to bring up one piece of very odd and well, that is very what, un- new stuff. Very, very unfortunate for the people concerned. Those um, well, kind of call them shanty houses, getting just completely levelled. People's gaps have just been levelled, yes. and what? Not me. Not me. Yeah. Over the past few days, very in- interesting. Well, thing. you know, yet again, you know, it. it I've been it, showing it, soy. It, in, indeed, yet again, here is um, as, as a resident of the New Territories. So I'm very familiar with this. What happens is that these property developers, <laughs> who who seem to have a certain extraordinary immunity from the law, can come onto a piece of land that they want to do something with, and they create facts. So, you know, they start a building, they, they clear people out, they're very ruthless, and the lands department goes, well, but, but how do we know any of this is going on? You're thinking, how do you know it's going on? Go and have a look. See, this is tricky, actually. Let's be sensible for a second. The very fact that these shanty places were built all over Hong Kong way back, was that, what, was the, what was the thing there? Was it government land that nobody really wanted? or what was Some the, of it was, yeah. but, but a lot of it, I mean, you know, of course the, the very close to this studio was the most famous um, settlement in Diamond Hill. You know, that was an entire shanty town, yeah. which which just grew up because people had nowhere to live. Yeah. Um, so it's a gr- it's gr- and, very and grey area. it was area. a very grey area, but the, the uh, as far as I know, that was all government land. So now these guys, Steve, have to get the landowner's permission to rebuild their houses... Well, no, they don't. Well, that's no, what no. they've been told by the Lands Department. Well, that's what they've been told by the Lands Department, yes. But, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people are saying, well, they didn't actually have the right to, 
to knock all this. Well, it's not only there's farms as well. I mean, there's I know. Farms I mean, and, yeah. it's just been so, it's been so that's people's livelihoods being destroyed, their homes being destroyed. But you know, hey ho, these people are almost certainly well connected, mm. and you know they have they have rights which exceed that of the average citizen. I mean, you know, I can see from my own window where I live. You've got a window. I have. Hey. I don't, don't 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 want to boast. I've actually got more the, than one up against the wall. But I can see from there a whole row of houses that were, were that, that were built totally without any uh, planning permission. Hmm. After knocking down a, a row of historic and quite nice hacker houses, and and you know when you talk to the lands department about it, they go, well, yes, mm, yes, mm, mm, mm. and guess what? They've done zip. 